house. Just give it to my friends. <laughs> yeah. This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by HemplandUSA.com. Experience the Hempland USA difference today with offer code OPIE, O-P-I-E at checkout. Here we are at Get Parts on the Upper West Side. Why are you laughing right away, Robert? Because I'm having fun. We haven't even started, so you can't be having fun, right? And, and, and my guest, my friend, I shouldn't call you a guest. We're friends. Uh, Jim Florentine doesn't really like when people have fun. Well, it depends what kind of fun it is. Well, you think he was actually having fun just now? I don't know. I don't know what was why he was having fun. Because <laughs> there wasn't a lot of fun before we started. We're basically just checking levels. And, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You're, uh, after, after the ride I had on the subway, yeah. I had to just, it's like nervous. I almost got into a fight on the subway. Why? Because this asshat had his backpack on, strapped to his shoulders while we're on a crowded train. The proper etiquette is you take that off and you hold it down so that everybody can get on the train. Was he Muslim? No. Giant, waspy, white guy. I get off the no next kidding, stop. Man. That is funny. I didn't even think of that. He could have been an Irish terrorist. I can't listen to Subway stories because I'm kind of into this, uh, this porno where like girls have sex on uh, like Korean subways. And trains. Anyone else seen no, this type I, of porn? I would like to see that. It's though. pretty amazing. Like she, you're thinking like, oh my god, she can't help herself. She needs sex so bad, <laughs> and she's wearing a short skirt. And and supposedly the setup is that it's strangers, and she's really into it. And then in the background, because the acting is so bad, the uh, the other riders are making believe they don't notice that this girl's just getting railed on the subway or the train. Oh, so it's not real on the train because sometimes they'll sneak in on the train. There'll be other people, but no. these are. Actors, okay. I, well, so they probably just get a whole cart and they just yeah, but it. but it almost looks like it's real. I need it to be real, of course. Yeah, that takes it like the whole stepmom and fucking and yeah and the son and stuff. I'm like, that's not it's not real. I because they're the same age. It. No, it's just that I can't buy into it. No, because no stepmom has basketballs <laughs> on her chest and the lighting's perfect and she has all her makeup on and oh look what's going to happen here. Yeah, and the kid comes home from school. I, I can't <laughs> buy it. I need something real at least. Pretend it's real. That's why I'm into like the amateur porn. Of course, I'm into the uh, the voyeurism porn. I'm into the massage porn now. What is the massage porn? Well, you know, which, or like one chick's giving another girl a massage, and then they start eating each other's pussies. And is it real? No, but <laughs> but there are some where guys get jerked. You know what I mean? In a real, yeah. like an Asian one. Yeah. So that I, I'd rather the two girls, like a girl's giving another girl, or a guy's giving the girl a massage. Yeah. Am I weird because I never got a happy ending massage? I've only gotten one. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, I feel like me and Florentine are kind of similar. Oh. <laughs> Tim Sabian. We're That's four right. and a half minutes in and it's already off the rails. What's going on, man? It's good to see you. Because ADHD on, is here. What's up, ADHD? How are you, buddy? <laughs> ADHD in the house. And you only got one? Yeah, one. Was it awful? No, it was great, but I just never, was never into it. But after I got divorced, I was fucking lonely. <laughs> And I cracked. There was one right by my house. It's been there for 25 years, and I finally went in. Can you walk us? I didn't want to tell anybody either. Really? Like you think I would? You know, I, I got friends that go. Yeah. You know, so I could have just called and go, "Hey, what's up?" But I just, I, I, I was embarrassed. Yeah. It was almost like the first time I masturbated. I was embarrassed. <laughs> I didn't want to tell anyone, and I felt like shit the what, next day. What was embarrassing about it? Which uh, the the happy ending? I, thing. I, I just like I'm, I never wanted to pay for it. Yes, because it's weird. Never, because it's prostitution is what it is. So it's like I never paid for a hooker either ever in my life. I need, I kind of need the woman to want me. I want to be one of one. One of one? Yeah, my luck, she'd have man hands. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the Love first it. time there's man hands on your penis. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just, All right, where are you going? I gotta get... uh, you have to go already. All right, thank you. Good seeing you, Tim. ADHD out. ADHD out. Okay, go, Tim. Thank you. Stay down there for about 40 minutes, please, all right? <laughs> I love the guy, but he can't, he can't focus on anything, this guy. What are you doing, Tim? I thought you were gone. Now you're Tim handing out cigars. Tim was in Cuba is what he just said. I oh, translated. These, these are Cuban cigars? You know what happened to Rush Limbaugh, right? I'm not smoking a fucking cigar, but thank you for the gift. Oh, that smells really nice. Do you uh, do you like cigars? No, no, I don't either. <laughs> I used to smoke them because my my uh, brother's girlfriend used to come over to watch football with us, and it was all guys, and yeah. she was annoying. What happened there? You guys are loud. <laughs> Why are you so angry? So I fucking get the worst cigars ever, like at at the Seven Eleven, the the ones that smelled the worst. Yeah, and just smoke her out. And uh, what within you... five minutes in the first quarter, she was out. And she, she would... couldn't take it. She said, Will you put that out? I go, no, no, not and at all. It. So, but I never really smoke cigars. I'm not a big cigar guy. Well, Tim had to come back upstairs to give us uh, cigars. So that's... every every everyone says every cigar is from Cuba. There's not there's <laughs> none that's ever been got one from America. <laughs> right. They're from Cuba. Yeah, okay. All right. Then they must be really All good. of a sudden, you know, every, every cigar. I th they used to be tough to get, right, from Cuba? Yeah, of course. But now everybody has them. Well, when I used to go to Turks and Caicos, Club Med and stuff, they would, they would set up the Cuban cigars at night. So we all were like, oh, Cuban cigars. My God, we have to have one. And I'm smoking this thing. And I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be tasting here. I have no idea. I just know my throat is really dry and my whole body's dehydrated. Um, congratulations, man. You're on Barstool Sports now in your podcast, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, man. It's. Uh, have you noticed the downloads have gone up? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah, because they get you on a bigger network now. And we're in, a, in an attic in a bar, <laughs> and he's at Barstool Sports. Yeah, and you know the you know the, uh, definitely a more you know there's a whole other fan base there, a lot yeah. of young kids and stuff like that. You know, not everyone's going to like it, but I'm sure there's going to be a ton that will. No, you're going to grab some new uh, fans. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. So, and it's still the same thing. People right. could still get it at the same spot that people I used to listen to. It's yeah. just on that platform now. So and it's all about uh, everything you dislike. Yeah, yeah. Every week, <laughs> vanity yeah. plates. Yeah, whatever. And Facebook it is. Posts yeah, yeah. And Yelp reviews. Yelp reviews. Facebook put corny yeah. sayings, slang words. I was. I was. Baby names. <laughs> I was thinking about you recently. That's why I asked you to do the podcast. So my kids are at that point. They want a dog. Well, in New York. Uh, you know, these, these people have dogs, and I, 
and I see them, they have to socialize with each other because they have dogs. And I was thinking right away, Florentine would hate this. Yeah, well, yeah, there is. there was a thing in um, near me in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yeah. This bar and outside, everyone brings their dogs there. Yeah. And they would have it like from uh, four to six on, I don't know, whatever day it was on Fridays. Yeah. They called it Yappy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I almost killed my dog just because of that. <laughs> right. Yeah, so everyone goes there with their dog and yeah. can have beers and whatever. And I'm they like, all think it's cute. Yeah, they all think it's cute. Yeah, Did you yeah. go to Yappy Hour? No, no, I wouldn't. I would but never what, set foot in there for but, one second. Maybe that's why your dog died. He was sad. No, because he, he didn't get to go to Yappy. They don't want to hang out with other dogs. They used, you know, my dog used to hang out with Otto's dog. Yes, they were both Yorkies, so they'd hang out together. Nice. Otto, Otto and, his, and his girl used to watch my dog was on the road. So they would hang. That's fine. Yeah. My dog's just like, I'm alone. Or I don't want to be around other dogs. Right. Well, so. in, in New York, I'm like, wait, so now we have to have a conversation because my dog just licked your dog's asshole. So now we have to have small talk. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to be a dog owner in New York City. You just go, uh, you know what? You just go, hey, yeah, I yeah, know your dog. Yeah, you, my dog does that. Yeah, same with mine. All right. Yeah. You, no, you but, you yeah, but you, if you're on your phone, you can totally, just like everybody else, no, any you, other social interaction. You see it. Everyone's like, oh, fuck, this guy's got a dog and I got a dog. And then there's some unwritten, uh, you know, rule that we now have to talk with each other. I think it's a better pickup move than it is just general socialization. Well, I was telling my wife that. Like, it depends. Are you going to walk it? Like in Central Park, or are you gonna walk? Would you walk the dog on the sidewalk and just pick up the shit there? Well, I don't want to be a, a shit picker upper either. So then, what are you gonna do? I, I don't know. The, the kids are into it for like two days, and then they're they're onto something that, else. That's the problem. And and Weez was yeah. trying to tell me that wasn't the case because you get a dog the first weekend, they're all about it. Like, oh my god, I'll take a walk with them. And then next thing you know, it's fifteen degrees out and freezing, and they're not walking the dog anymore. They so don't care. They moved on to the next thing. This is a great thing. OP Radio business adventure. Yeah. Rent the dog for two weeks, and then when the kid grows tired of it, you just give it back, and then the dog goes. To, it's like fostering. I don't know if you can rent them. Can you rent them? Because no, I'm saying we invent this. We it's uh, like fostering, I ain't renting someone's dog <laughs> with their stupid problems. I want a fresh dog. But think about the people who. I'm will not fall a fan of people that rescue dogs were, and then bring this 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 yeah. this serial killer home into your house. You don't have to like it, but somebody else will. Some other dope will fall for. All right, it. I just pissed off the dog people. <laughs> Because I guess if you rescue a dog, you're like a saint on earth. Yeah, but what, you know. That, yeah, but I did that. No, but you want to get a fresh one. Fuck that. You want to get them. a because, fresh because one. You don't, you rescue them because you don't know what damage right. that person. It's almost, like, it's almost like picking up a stripper. There's going to be <laughs> yeah. there's gonna be a damage pass. That explains there's gonna be so much about the last 10 years of my life. It's true. It's gonna, there's going to be emotional damage with dogs. that dog. <laughs> exactly. So you don't, want, you, don't, you don't want a stripper. A stripper, you want to rent the dog and you, like your business. You know, rent the dog, the rescue dog for two weeks. A yeah. stripper's fun for two weeks, but then and after that, then, the then dog's got emotional like, issues. Why? Why is there ten thousand dollars charged on my credit card? Why is there a giant dent in my car? Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is there glitter all over the apartment? Right. <laughs> there seems to be footprints of other guys in my house. What's going on while I'm on the road? Is it fun or a nightmare to be single in this day and age? And at it's your fun. age, it's all right? Yeah. You having a good time with it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in a major slump. Really? Yeah, probably like three months. Yeah, that's a, that's a big slump. Something's got to blow. Something's gotta... <laughs> you might have to go back to that happy ending. <laughs> I know. I might have to. I'm, I'm... So the, the dog thing, yeah, I don't want to be one of these uh, dog owners that have to pick up my own poo. And when I talk about this on the podcast, people are amazed by this. So I guess there's a lot of... A lot of people that listen to this that aren't in big cities like New York City. Like, 
all day long, you'll see dog owners in really nice clothes bending down with a baggie on their hand to pick up their own dog's poo. And a sidewalk with people walking by 100 miles an hour. Right. Because as soon as you get the dog out, if the dog's got to go, the dog is going right on the sidewalk. Right. And the owner is not nice enough to go, oh, wait, uh, my dog could poop on the sidewalk or three feet away is the actual gutter. They will not move their dog to the gutter because I guess the dog is special or something. Well, you know, my dog was little. It was a six pounds. So I, we had those, those pads on the floor. Oh, you did so, that? Yeah, nice. so that was good. So in the middle of the night, if she had to go, she would just go on the pad, yeah. walk out, you know, whatever. So that was good. If you have in New York, that, that could help. But then also you got to be back in like eight hours. Yeah, exactly. You can never leave for the weekend. You have to bring the dog with you. Right. If we you get- and your wife want to go down to Philly or whatever for the weekend, you, can, yeah. you know, then you got to bring the dog. You can't leave it there. You got to be back in nine hours. Yeah. Well, I, I just got fish. Tropical fish is cool, fish. but fish is easier to take care of. Do you like fish, at I least? got no problem with fish. You, have you ever had tropical fish? No, I never did, but I was always thinking about getting the fish tank, and then I'm like, fuck, I don't want to feed them. <laughs> Why don't you want to feed them? It's, it's a, I mean, I do want to feed it's them, but I, it's a chore. I know, I know. It's really but then easy. if I'm away for like three or four days. Well, that's my problem because I split my time, so I don't know what the hell's going to happen uh, with this fish tank when uh, fishing season starts. Can you just dump the whole box in and let them just, you know, <laughs> let them eat it when they want? Yeah, you know? <laughs> and and we, we went to I'm the, sure they got a thing where it sl- releases it, like every, you know, few thing, hours right? or whatever, a time thing. Yeah. They do that with the dog food. They got that. Oh, really? Yeah. No, actually, my father-in-law, they, uh, they were down in Philly while I was uh, visiting Brother Weeze in Fort Lauderdale, and they came back with this thing that you just drop in the tank, and they nibble off it for three days. It's good oh, really? for three days. So I'm kind of happy about that yeah. part of it. But we went to the fish store, and we wanted to start with two little fish and just get the tank going, right? We got a nice 29-gallon uh, uh, tank. They gave us a pregnant fish, and three hours after we put it in our fish tank, it had, ooh, I don't know, 40 to 60 babies. Really? And then we decided to save some and then leave uh, the rest for nature to do its thing. So now I, I got a fish tank with, like, I, I don't know, close to 20 fish. You've It's already out of control, Yes. Nah, I don't know. That's that's cool. What we what what did the other what happened to the other fish? They ate them. Yeah, they ate them because I guess I wasn't feeding them enough, and they were trying to hide under rocks and plants and stuff. But uh, one by one, they're gone. And you don't have video of this? This would have been awesome. Really? Sure. I don't know. Can but you do your Richard Attenborough impression. <laughs> how does I just want to know how does a fish know once it's born from the mom how to swim? How the fuck does it know what to do? Oh, you're going. You want to go deep? No, I don't know. Let's I just go deep with that. I never shit. understood that. I, I don't either. Is it nature is like it? my dog. When it, my dog was like two months old, we were at my brother's house. He had a pool in the backyard, and the dog. Just, I put the dog down. She ran right to the pool. Yeah. went in the water, jumped in the water, and then swam to the front. Yeah, I jumped in after, and she swam right to the front end and got and yeah. went to the steps and got out. Yeah, I'm like, how, who the fuck taught, taught you that? That's that nature shit. Like when a giraffe's born, you know, within minutes, it's already running around like a lunatic. It's like. Humans are the only ones that aren't fully developed when they're born. Yeah. You know that? They need the mom or they're right. fucked. Every other animal pretty much could survive. Maybe, maybe not the baby birds in the nest, but most right. creatures, they're born and they lick that goo off their own bodies. And then next thing you know, they're, they're part of a, a tribe. I, or wish, I, wish I should say a herd. Like that, you know what I mean? So, so I don't have to easier. teach them to walk yeah, or yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. But uh, Well, the problem with the dog is so his son, you know, he's probably at an age where he's, he's every every six months he's into something else. My kid's like that too. Yeah, of course. So then all of a sudden he's going to be into basketball and he's going to want to go to the basketball court with his friends and go shoot hoops and yeah. not care about the dog. Yeah. And, well, we learned. Uh, I started with hermit crabs, nice and easy, from the Jersey Shore with the painted shells. Yeah. And I, I you know, they were feeding them for the first first 
and they might have lasted two days and next thing you know it's my responsibility and then they're like they're climbing out of the the tiny little fish tank that we had for them they're bouncing on the floor with their giant shells because they just want to escape and then they're they're hiding somewhere in my apartment we had to search the for the hermit crabs they died because they didn't take care of them and then we uh we had some kind of uh gerbil thing so what happened to a gerbil you put it somewhere <sighs> you it know escaped a little, little alcatraz run i i I, I spent a lot of time, you know, away from the house, but I, I thought they had enough water and food. And, you know, we came back after a couple of weeks, and the, the one was was stiff as it's, you could see it's leaning toward the water dish. Oh, really? And that's how it died. It was still kind of standing. Oh, I thought you were going to say you put it in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> And then we had to make believe that they didn't really die because my kids were a little young at the time. Yeah, yeah. I had to take them out and put them down the... You put them down the, the garbage chute, right? The garbage chute, yeah. When do you not put your animals down a garbage chute? Never. You put a body down it, too, if you have to. What about no, a but dog? No, nah, the dog you can't. That's what I mean. That'll make a noise. So cats and dogs don't go down the garbage chute, but everything else yeah, probably does? Little, I don't know, rabbit, I'd probably not either. Probably. Because a gerbil's about as big as a mouse or a rat. So. Yeah. Oh, this is what I want to say about the fish. So the mom gives birth to, to her babies. Right. And immediately starts eating them. That's some twisted shit. Really? Yes. Like there's no acknowledgement that these babies were living inside her and then maybe she should nurture them a little bit. As soon as they were born, all she's thinking is, yay, food. That's weird because usually they protect their own. You know what I mean? Fish? I don't know. Well, I don't know what most animals do when they're yeah. born. The mom protects them. So you wouldn't th- you yeah. would protect them from other fish eating them. But not these fish, so we had to get in there immediately. Well, maybe she thought, look, I just gave birth to 40. I could kill 20. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, want, I don't want 40 herd, kids. Right. I'm not the fucking octomom of fish. <laughs> you know, 20 is good enough. I don't want to take care of 40. <laughs> I don't need 40. That's, that's a good point. Uh, Gorillo in the house from the Howard Stern Show and now doing his own podcast. Very successful. Yeah, I want to say uh, it's finally nice to meet you, man. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard a lot of good things about you. I always... Uh, I always got annoyed. Here's one story I can tell you. I always got annoyed. You know, uh, when I worked on Howard Stern, he was always bitching about people censoring him and the FCC and how people said he couldn't say this or he couldn't say that. Tom Chiasano always being on the button. I heard that you guys were actually on the air and attributing to your success to him, and he still had it. Oh, a- no! Well, no, I'm just saying. You, you, well, I'm just saying. Well, no, but I'm saying you guys will acknowledge the fact that you want, you listened to him before you guys no! started. Well, did, didn't somebody do that? I, I think Anthony uh, later on, after we were no longer doing the show together, said that. No, okay. I, well, I, I, that's I never. What I heard. Well, I, res- I respect what person. Howard did in the business, but I never. Uh, no, I don't contribute no, my success annoyed, to him at it all. Me, it annoyed me to no end that he had the balls to actually censor you guys to not use his name. Is that what happened? Oh yeah, I just told that story on Brother Weezy's uh, show. But like the man who stood there and put his face and his life out there to be the poster person yeah. for freedom of speech yeah. was denying you your freedom of speech. Yeah, because when we were that was when we were on regular radio and uh, oh wow, Florentine has left the building. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm right here. I'm less <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm going to talk about it in a second. Yeah. Oh, really? No, but I'm just saying that that, well, that annoyed me and it made me want. It made me root let, for you guys. Well, let me tell you I'm the story. A, so, so we were working for the same company, and there was a lot of things Howard does that uh, we made fun of because it was fun and it was comedy and it was entertaining which and all is, that. Which is what he did. Yeah, and his whole career. What happened was they uh, he he threw a hissy fit behind the scenes. He was always throwing uh, hissy fits behind the scenes, never out front. 
And then um, uh, word came down to the guys that were on the dump buttons that they have to dump out every time we mentioned Howard Stern. So then we got clever, like, all right, let's just come up with nicknames. And we went to the phones, and people came up with nicknames. And then they started uh, dumping out of all the nicknames. One of the most famous ones was Radio Edit, we would call them. Okay. <laughs> and then they were like, nope, you can't say Radio Edit anymore. So, and then they had a whole list in the, in the dump room. If they say Howard Stern, if they say Radio Edit, was if they say this. Big Bird? Big Bird was on that list. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, but, private parts reference. Eh, what are you going to do, though, right? Yeah. And, uh, it just, he's a billionaire, it just, it, it and we're in a fucking bar on the Upper West Side. Yeah, so he's it's doing something right. It made me root for you guys. You know oh, thank you, buddy. And I was just like, who is he to tell anybody what they can and cannot say? Well, was, he was kind of hypocritical, to be honest with you, because a, a lot of his battles he fought uh, behind the scenes. Yeah. When we went on Letterman and had a really good appearance, and then he uh, called in a favor and, and said, please don't ever have those guys on again. You know I've been loyal to you, and I'm asking you for this favor. You know, stuff like that. But uh, he, he would never say it on his radio show. Then I have to find out years later uh, from uh, mutual friends that this shit was going on. Now, Jimmy, you were kind of intimate with the show at, uh, when all this was going down, no? Well, me and Jim Norton were living together at the time. Yeah. And Jim started going on Opie and Anthony. Dice brought him on. And then Jim brought me on a couple times. So, um, and then I got an offer to go on on the Stern Show one day. This is after Jackie left when they're having different guys go in. And I remember texting Opie. I said, Opie, listen, I said, um, I got an opportunity to go on Howard Stern. He, he's playing my telemarketer CD. He go, go, go for it, man. It's all good. Yeah. Have a good time, man. Hope it works out for you. Like, he wasn't mad at all, but I wanted to, I wanted to let him know hey, yeah. I got an opportunity to go on there. And he said, fine. I didn't know if it was going to be a one-time thing or whatever. And then he took a liking to me. So then I started going on that show. You obviously couldn't do both shows at the same time. No. But then, then, but me, and then but that was on – sorry, I got to jump in. That was on him more than uh, us. We never told anyone, do not do that show or we can't have – on anymore but but it got back to us over the years if you uh if you're doing the howard stern show you can't really do opie and anthony anymore yeah i think it was yeah but and it was never really said to no, you guys never, it, was, it was never said it was sort not, of but, but it was hinted at right right but yeah i mean alluded like, to like because i heard no 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 one ever said that but i just said you know because they were that was when the feud really really was heating up oh, it was fun. And me and jim were living <laughs> together and jim's the sidekick on Opie and Anthony. I'm going on. I'm sitting in like one one day a week, two days. I'm like, oh shit. And me and Jim are like, look, man, I just want to fucking. I just want to pay that shithole in New Jersey. <laughs> right, like, hey, man, just, we're just trying to sell tickets. Do, and doing movies like White Chicks Incorporated. Uh, the uh, one thing when you and Jim Norton were living together, you guys just wanted out of that uh, apartment because it was terrible with the black mold. Oh yeah, and the black mold. And all we that haven't shit. talked about that in a long time. Where, where was it? it was Everywhere. Cl it was in Cliffside Park, New Jersey. Oh, oh I thought you, know, you meant the mold where was, was all over the walls yeah. and everything. I in my bedroom, I put tinfoil on the walls yeah my girl me and my girlfriend put tin because it was mold growing on the walls and it was laying right in the right against the bed so we just put tinfoil yeah because the, the landlord would never come by we we're paying what i think it was uh eight hundred dollars a month for that for three people living there yeah. so we're splitting the rent three ways 800 bucks a month but the whole bedroom. apartment was leaking and yeah it was black disgusting. mold and did you have rats no rats. No, no, no critters. No, no, nothing. None nice. No rats. Just we were Jim upstairs. Just Jim I think Norton. Maybe they went downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a gorilla just trying to start shit. No. <laughs> but so, but it was so it was weird. The, this major feuds going on between these the two biggest radio shows in the country. Yeah. And me and Jim are you know living in hovel. Uh, yeah, we're just like just hey, man, I don't want to say anything. And, and I, you know, I think I. I was always nervous that I was going to get trash on the Opie and Anthony show for going on Stern, no. but then, 
But I was like, all right, they like, you know, those guys like me over now. I didn't really do it. I was just hoping. But I'm like, I don't want to. And all my friends were going on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Anthony, Voss, and all No, we guys. understood all that. Patrice, you did the respectful so. thing, though. You said, yo, is it cool? Like, you didn't just do it behind their back. No, I didn't. And, and you know, if Elby would have said, hey, dude, I, I, I'd love you to be on our show and just come on our show all the time, I, I probably would have went that way. But the funny you, thing is, I, I mean, I don't know if the hardcore fans remember, but you were really close to being a regular because it was like, it was me and Ant, it was Norton, and you were doing a lot of our, our uh, gigs with oh, us. Right, yeah, but I we just didn't have events. an official spot for you, unfortunately. And, right. then, and then the Howard Stern thing uh, came about, and, you know, I, I gave my blessing, of course. Yeah, no, you, de- you did, but it was, it was definitely... Um, you know, we didn't want to get in the middle of it, us two, over that stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. It was, that's a smart thing. And then if I went and, then, you know, I would show up in Opie and Anthony appearance, you know, people like, oh, you on the Stern show. So it, was, it got a little it got a little weird, but it, you know, worked out for, for everybody. All the people, all the comics yeah. on Opie and Anthony got huge. I mean, that, that audience was a bigger comedy audience yeah. for, for comedians. I, I, I think our audience back then appreciated comedy more than Howard's audience. We, you know, Until we Artie came around, Artie certainly helped that uh, years yeah. afterwards. But uh, at first, I think, I think we had the comedy fans that really would sit there and really appreciate you guys. Yeah, well, no, I, I believe I that. that. After, you know, when I started going on Opie's show later, probably like 2009, 2010, I noticed, I, mean, I tell you all the time, I go, man, I'm selling a lot yeah, more tickets yeah, oh, yeah. on that show. Because all of a sudden that audience started coming to see me. They weren't necessarily seeing me when I was on well, that was Howard's sort of, show. That was but, sort of the start of the burnout anyway, wasn't it? What? Like right towards that point, like he started there, like it's like after the bath, he started sort of like changing the way he conducted the show and shit like that like he went from Howard Stern to not Howard Stern how do you guys feel and you don't have to answer any of these questions but uh, if you want to that's fine Uh, how do you feel about Howard trying to change history trying to say that he never said the n-word and all this shit he can't change history just go to YouTube that's that's what everyone's (laughs) saying like you can't deny that you didn't have and say the n-word on your show like he said it uh, like in the movie private parts say it through a character so that's what he did Oh really? And if you go back and watch Private Parts, and it was like, well, you can't say it, but I'm say it through a character. He came up with that. Oh, now looky here! Yeah, you know, yeah, and he, yeah. he played like Clarence Thomas, or he played someone else, or even going further, he'd call up the KKK guy and have yeah. him say it. So it was, I, um, it was. I've went through a lot of change in my life, but I don't regret anything I've done. On, yeah. on my radio show for the most part I mean if I really sat down and thought about it and people ask me a lot well, of questions there might be a few <laughs> things I do regret maybe yeah but I, I I embrace that I've changed and I also embrace what I used to do and for some reason he's gone through a lot of change but he wants to make believe a lot of that stuff never happened to uh, him. well look who he's hanging out with he's with Ellen DeGeneres he's with Rosie O'Donnell he's oh, with God. everybody he God used to bash it. and make fun of right so it makes it easier for them to accept him Jennifer Aniston uh, getting about all her smelly crap. pussy <laughs> yeah does she have a candle out too Oh God! It would it would smell like these well, rivers. Has anybody just gone and just tried to have and smell that candle? I'm <laughs> Do you curious. think it smells though? No, that's that's Gwyneth Paltrow. I know it's Gwyneth Paltrow, and, and she's a billionaire basically yeah. from all that uh, goop she, shit. She, uh, I, my theory is that Jennifer Aniston can't keep a man because her pussy smells. It's wow. Think about it. Think it's about it. Something. Well, she has a vagina, so she must be crazy. That's another theory. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> no, but I mean, she's still at fifty. She's still hot. She looks like she's twenty-eight. That's years old. why it's. No, she's got great boobs, great legs, a that's butt. Not age one day. Yeah, yeah, that's why something doesn't make sense there. There's my, something going on. My theory, because I had one girl. Did you ever have a girl? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I've had more than one girl, but I mean, I had one girl. Was, was consistently. That had, 
it, it, the smell was unbelievable. Yeah. And I tried everything to scrub it off my uh, my two fingers. Yeah. I go two fingers. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wasn't an animal back uh, then. Upside I only down started or working, sideways? I only started working the thumb in a little later in my... Uh, my dating life. But, uh, <laughs> I, haven't got, I haven't gotten a smelly one in a long no, time. No, not since I was 15. Yeah, I think. And that, I was 15, and the first time I realized that it could smell like that, I, I, I went using my fingers, and then I, we took a little break, and then I wound up giving her a hug, and my hands wrapped around, and I got a whiff of my two fingers, oh, and yeah. I almost threw up on down the girl's back. It was that bad. I just Well, so well with me, it was one. There after that. Fuck yeah, I did. She had like double Ds. She was 15. <laughs> <laughs> what was this last year? <laughs> no asshole. Here, get, did you ever have one that smelled so bad that it just stays on your on your fingers? Yeah, as slime. But, but not in years. No, I, I right now I remember having one that was bad. Yeah, and I was just you know I was doing it from behind. I had my shirt up my nose. Oh yeah, oh. like I, like I, it looked oh, like I, looked like I was robbing a bank. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Is that that? Is that what the cranberry song lingers about? <laughs> There's Robert. Robert's back on the podcast. I, I've told a story though. It was it was really early on when I w- didn't have a lot of experience because of a strict household and stuff. Yeah, and I. I honestly thought all girls smelled like that down there. Well, like you know, when they because used to have a lot of hair down there too. So all that, that didn't help. It didn't help that at all, keeps right? The smell in, you know what I mean? Yeah, but mm-hmm. that made it just smell like a like a wet basement. It, that wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? I didn't like that one either. I think they just uh, they've learned over the years how to clean it. That's what it seems like because I haven't had one in probably twenty twenty five years. You know, I haven't had a smelly one. You know what? Get going uh, back to fish tanks. Right. It's the same thing. Right. Trying to trying to keep that all the lo- the pH levels and everything uh, just right in a fish tank. That's what women are dealing with every that's true every you day know, of their yeah. lives. And twenty five years ago, fish would die all the time. People yeah. didn't know how to clean their tanks. <laughs> yeah, and now they do. But See? now they got the same like kits. better living through science. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, we got to take a, a moment to talk about our new sponsor to the OP Radio podcast. I'm talking about HempLandUSA.com, promo code OP. Robert, are you on the CBD? You know, I am on the CBD. And you want to know how I, I actually moved from buying things in a little bodega? Yeah. Uh, when you did this, uh, when you talked about it uh, with Brother Wee's a couple weeks ago. Really? Absolutely. I signed up. I went to HeplandUSA.com yeah. with the promo code OPI, O-P-I-E. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I love this ECS5. Wait, it, you know about the ECS5? I, could, this Most is the C- power of advertising right here. Yeah. No, it's, tell me, remind me again, it's this extract. They put a bunch of things together. Ah, uh, yeah, they do, Robert. They sure do. <laughs> it contains... I don't know what's in it officially, so I, I do have to look down. I'm not going to fake this, but I'll tell you this much. I've been on the ECS-5, and I'm thinking clearer, believe it or not, and I have a, a bit more energy, but uh, it contains a unique blend of black pepper, clove, hops, rosemary, jujube. Yeah, it's great. I, this whole, the whole the energy thing for me, that was the big thing. Like I get yeah. in this slump around 3, 4 in the afternoon. Yeah. I do the tincture. I'm good to go. Wait, I was trying to figure out what a tincture is. So, you know, it comes in that little jar. Yeah. So a tincture, it's like an eyedropper. That's what the tincture is? Yes, it's a fancy word for eyedropper. Well, why don't they just say eyedrop? Because tincture is a, uh, it's a fancy word. I thought it was a fancy uh, word for, like, other things they have. Here's some tinctures. Well, I got to talk to the people at Hempland USA because that threw me off a lot. Because <laughs> I was trying to figure out what that was. Because they have other CBD uh, products, obviously, mm-hmm. at HemplandUSA.com, promo code OP. But they're really pushing the ECS5, and I really do notice a difference when I, when I take the stuff. So 
No, I'm really glad that you talked about it a couple of weeks ago because I was I was having a bad CBD experience. Yeah, and it was you know like fate. They also have soft gels, THC free products, topicals, and a canine formula to meet the needs of your entire family. So you can, you can get your dog on the the CBD. Is that what they're getting at? Oh yeah, it it will totally uh, keep a dog like calm. You don't have to give a dog Benadryl. Right. So when a thunderstorm's coming in, you could give your dog CBD, maybe? Absolutely. All right. You could take 20% off on your next order at HemplandUSA.com. Use the promo code OPIE O-P-I-E at checkout. It's Hempland USA's mission to help everyone feel their very best, and they're so confident that you'll love the products. They offer a 100% lifetime satisfaction guarantee. Experience it for yourself. It's HemplandUSA.com. And use the promo code OPOPIE at checkout for 25% off. Thank you, HemplandUSA.com. All right, where were we before? The gorilla gave us uh, good stuff, though. Do you, uh, do you talk to Robin ever? Mm, no. I mean, I'm not, I'm really hanging in circles where she hangs. That was the weirdest thing. But because I, you know, I emailed her a couple years ago. We emailed about. Uh, She's a very nice she lady. Sick. She and was so. always nice to me, but. Yeah. But that was the other thing, because now you're bringing back memories. So you, you sort of start on our show, then you move over to Howard's show, and then also I'm like, what the fuck? He's dating Robin Quivers. It was, and we would see at rock shows, and it was just insane. Oh, yeah, that's right. You we were saw, like yeah. royalty because you were dating her. That was weird. Yeah, well, look, I just um, I asked her out on the air as a joke. That's how it started. Well, it wasn't a joke, but like, you know. I, were I you sort of attracted to her at the time? Or were you all confused because yeah, of I, what was going I, on I in your personal life? Women. So wait, as a dare, you asked her out. Well, I think we were just talking. It was that I was uh, single again or whatever. And, and uh, Howard said on the air, goes, you're, uh, you're single, Jim, right? And Robin, you're single. Why don't you guys go out? Yeah. And that's how it started. And then it was, she was like, oh, please. And then just a ball bust and that went on. You yeah. Know, I said, look, I live in Jersey. I hang out with guys that, you know, piss in a Gatorade bottle in the car. And we pass it around, you know, whatever. And then finally, after like an hour, she's like, all right, fine. I'll go out. I'll go out with him. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm like, I never thought that would happen. I would have never asked her out because I would have been, I would have been like, man, I'm crossing the line. Yeah. Like, if I did that, and you know what I mean? And she's like, oh, my God, this fucking guy's freaking me out. He's asking me out. That's, right. He crossed the And then, you know, we just went out. And then, you know, uh, it lasted, I don't know, like seven, eight months. It, it just, lasted a long time. So obviously, yeah, it was about seven, eight months. Yeah. We so just, obviously something was working there. It was, but then, you know, you know, doing morning radio. Right. It was just the, the schedules. But brute. Yeah, because I got weekends off, and that's when I work. And, and you know, she was going to bed at like 9, 9.30 at night. And I'm out doing shows till like midnight, just before I even had a kid or anything. So. Yeah. Did you, have, did you have sex with her the first night? Uh, no. <laughs> you no, we were friends for a while. You smiled. <laughs> no, we were. We were friends for a while because yeah. she was like, I don't know, this guy comes as a guest on the show, probably. I don't know what was going through her head, but no, we just got to know each other for a while. Yeah. And she, I just got out of something awful, and she just got out of a long relationship. So we're just so it, hanging. So it kind of worked for the time. I have it's nothing fun. bad to say about Robin. She lives in my neighborhood, and I see her from time to time, and she was always cool. And yeah. one day I helped her with her groceries. Literally, she had all these bags, and I walked with her, and. You know, from time to time, I would see her. I just, what drove me nuts was, like, she was really nice to me. Really yeah. nice. And then on the show, she'd, she'd play right into that garbage. Those two down the hall and opening it. And I'm right. like, I know the real you. Like, you don't have to do this, you know? Well, I always hated have, that. Did you guys have an incident with Artie one time, too? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was like something like he was saying something about you guys on the air. Yo, I'm yeah. sure he reached. No, he what liked, happened was... So, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't told the story in a while. It's a, it's a good one, too. 
So uh, me and Artie and you, obviously, we all know the same fucking people. We yeah. all hang in that circle. Me, not as much these days, but back in the day. And uh, Artie was always incredibly nice to me. And, and he was working on Howard's show. And we'd, you know, during breaks, everyone just runs to the bathrooms. You know, for me, it was taking leaks. For him, it might have been something different, especially back then. Yeah. All right. But we'd meet in the, not meet, but we'd see each other in the bathrooms and in the hallways. And, I hope it's going on. How's everything? And, you know, all that stuff, you know, the arty stuff. But then he would go on the show and, you know, he would play the part for Howard. Like, ah, oh, those fucking, you know, copycatters, those hacks and all that stuff. And then, you know, then in the hallway, hey, hope it's going on. And, and after a while, it started eating away at me. And so one day, he's in the hall and he's like, hey, hope it's going on. You know, what's up, you know? I go, fuck you, Artie, don't say, hey, what's up, you know? Because I hear all the stuff you're saying on the radio. Which guy is the real guy? And all of a sudden, he goes, you want to go? Really? Is that what he did? <laughs> so we're in the hallway, and now we're in each other's face, yelling and screaming. And then all of a sudden, I see the, you know, Howard's door at Sirius XM. That opens up, and that's when they were still filming the, the, TV, uh, the, the radio show, yeah. when they had that whole crew there. For E, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. They come running out, like two cameras, a boy Gary, and they're running down the hall with their cameras on to capture this fight. And I'm thinking to myself, I wasn't scared of Artie at the time, but I'm thinking, I know if me and Artie are in a fight in the hallway, I will be the one that gets fired over this, not Artie. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as we were doing very well, Howard's show was bigger. I have to accept that. So, and I kind of didn't really want to fight, so... So long story short, I, I backed down. I was like, ah, you know, as the cameras are still following me down the hall, I'm like, there's nothing to see here, you know. I said what I had to say, and I went back into our studio and continued the show, and it became, you know, a big thing. And then years, years later, I mean, you know, me and Artie are beyond cool. He yeah. ended up, he ended up uh, doing the radio show after, you know, he left uh, Howard and all that. So, But I just hate – I always hated that fake shit. I was always the guy, you know, I'm going to – I'm not going to, like, say you're a piece of shit on, on the radio show and then, like, pat your back and go, hey, what's going on, man? You know, off air. So, I don't know. That was just my, my style. Well, it's real. You're, you were real. You're not, you didn't do a lot of characters. No. No, not at all. Or they were. They were fake characters, and they weren't picking on real people. Yeah. And that was, I think, one of the differences between the two programs. Yeah, absolutely. So, how's your son? He's great, man. Yeah, me and me and Florentine have sons about the same age. He's he's around ten or close, right? Yeah, I'll be, he's like nine and a half. Right yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. That we're like ten in August. Yeah, my my son's got you beat by only a couple months. So, are you doing the big birthday party for ten? I didn't even think about it. I think we're feeling pressure living in New York City because all these other kids are like, "Oh, what are you what what are you doing for his tenth? I'm like, I don't know, getting pizza. Is that okay? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even- <laughs> Okay, good. Two years ago, he was in the pro. He was in the wrestling. Right. I I got this uh, like independent wrestling. You know those wrestling companies that have they have the match at like the local high school. Right. Yeah. I got I hired a a company. They came and they set the ring up on my front lawn. No. And they did two hours of match. They brought sixteen wrestlers and a ref. Holy cow! And they did it right on my front lawn. That is awesome. Yeah, and all my fr- all of his friends hung out. I had everybody over. All the neighbors. I got a I got a food truck to park right on my driveway. Right. And at the end, he pinned like the bad guy. They had him come in. The oh, ring. nice. He gave him an elbow and he pinned the bad guy. So I don't know how I could top that one. Yeah, but now he's not into wrestling. He's not into wrestling anymore at all. He doesn't even watch it. Nothing. He was fascinated by it. He would go back and watch the old matches from the eighties to seventies. Yeah. yeah. 
on the WWE channel. Now he doesn't even acknowledge it. He didn't like that there was too many women wrestling. Oh, really? All of his friends. Too much, too many women matches. Yeah, that became a, a thing, right? Yeah, pu- pushing too much of the women shit. You know, it started to run that at Raw, 15, 20 minutes of girls talking in the ring. It's like... Maybe he's you know, bet- for an eight-year-old boy, he's like, I'm not that attracted to him yet. Right. And it's like, this right. is fucking boring. I want to see just well, a bunch of men fight. And you so and I really turned him off. And you and him had something in common with the wrestling. I always said I was never going to get him in the wrestling because some, I had to kiss some guy for some wrestling pictures when I was younger. <laughs> I had to sit on his lap and he nibbled on my ear. And I always said that's one thing I won't do for him. But, of course, as soon as he liked it. But the seats were great. I was the, in the seats front row. were great. I was in the front row. I mean, I, I think that's. I think I'd be conflicted. I was in the nosebleed seats. The guy came up the nosebleeds in between a match. He goes, "Hey, I'm in the front row. If you want to come down," and I'm like, "Yeah, I would love to." He was a wrestling photographer, so he's always in the front. I, I went down there, and there was well, me and my friend went down there. He goes, "I got a couple seats." We go down there, and there's only two seats. I go, "What's going on?" He goes, "Yeah, there's only two. I go, "Well." He goes, someone's going to have to sit on my lap. I'm like, what? And I'm, you know, I'm 14. I should have known better. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, sit on your lap. My friend jumped in the other seat, and then I saw Andre coming out. They started announcing. I'm like, fuck this. All right, I'm on your lap. <laughs> I'm on I your right knee. No problem. Yeah, I don't know if you ever told me you were 14. I was thinking, yeah, I was 14. I, I was thinking 10 or 11. No, I should have probably known better. <laughs> 14, I think you should have. <laughs> All right, so I've got a question. So you have a 10-year-old boy. Obviously, well, you know, you're a big music head. Are you trying to, like, have you paid attention to what you're son is listening to and are you trying to course correct any crap that a 10 year old oh. might be listening to oh, yeah. or, or did he just come out of the womb into metal and no he, he has no choice but to listen to metal okay. i've been playing in the back seat driving around he's been to 19 concerts so far <laughs> 19 he's seen black to. sabbath he's seen ozzy solo he's met black sabbath he's seen slipknot <laughs> twice he's seen marilyn manson he loves it yeah he takes music lessons so he, he even like that new post malone song with ozzy singing yeah sure he only likes the part when ozzy sings no kidding yeah he's like this rap stuff's terrible he goes but i like when ozzy sings yeah he's, he's a rarity man yeah no he knows and like the super bowl halftime show he wouldn't even acknowledge no no he would be like i'm not watching because of shakira and j-lo and, and everyone's yeah, he doesn't uptight. like any of that stuff like Every, everyone's uptight because there was a lot of skin who cares yeah who, i know it was miami what? No, I, it's more like, what about the children? And, and I know Florentine thinks like I do. I'm like, what about the children? I'm going to, if my kid wants to watch this, fine. And, and then maybe I'll explain some shit. I'm not worried There's about There's really what, nothing to explain either. We curse That's all other people's being up. That's adults being uptight. Well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be an uptight parent. We curse in our household just because it comes out naturally and to the point where our kids go are, the fuck to bed. Well, no, and then our kids are like stop cursing, and then I explain to them. I don't know how you feel with this, but you certainly could jump in. I tell them I'm like I don't I don't care if you hear curses. I go, but if you do curse, you're going to get in trouble because people are not going to allow that. I yeah. don't want them cursing in my household and all that. But I'm not going to be one of these these parents that are like, oh my god, he just said a curse. We got to we got to find a therapist. No, look, as long as he doesn't do it in school. Right. Or he no, knows no. the places where he can do it. You know what I mean? It, 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 whether you hold, whether you say you can't curse here or anything or don't curse in the house, he's going to have one, that one friend. He's going to go over to the house. The kid's going to be cursing the whole time. He's going to know yeah. every curse word. Yeah, I was, so you're never going to stop that. Who cares if, if a 10-year-old says the word fuck? It doesn't, as long as he doesn't do it in class. Yeah, well, that could, yeah, that could hey, be a problem. Matt from Get Parts, how are you, buddy? Thanks for having us. What's going on? 
really, nice really fast. You guys, how are you? I haven't officially uh, announced it, but we talk. We talked uh, about it on Twitter a little bit and my Facebook group. But basically, Matt uh, from Get Parts here on the Upper West Side has the Carl now in honor of our pal Carl uh, Ruiz. And, yes, and, and it's, it's a shot a, of Jim Beam and what? Shot of Jim Beam and an old Rasputin yeah. uh, Imperial Stout. And a few uh, few fans have come by to have one. Yeah, yeah, we've seen a few few guys coming out for Which that, is very so. nice of you. I really appreciate oh, that. It's our pleasure, to keep uh, Carl's name alive. So. For sure. Yeah. We're talking about, do you have kids? I don't know if I ever asked you that. I don't think so. Oh, you don't think so? <laughs> yeah, sometimes I wonder if I might have an extra one out there. <laughs> Extra, but they it, probably would have came forward by now. That's no. what I think. I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I've heard some of his stuff. I don't know if they. No, were. because are you kidding me? The amount of money I used to make, they, yeah, they would have came uh, forward because I. But they know they, now. Like I, I every once in a while I get scared that like a 30 year old's going to show up because I'm a bit older and I'm and then I'm like, I, well at least he's out of college on the paper. <laughs> right. But he's like on meth or something, and he really needs help. And I'm like, fuck, man. And, ah, you look like me. And, ah, fuck, you kind of have the same weird sense of humor. Fuck, now i got to help you. It scares me. Do you? No, I I would say that they would would have came out of the woodwork because they would have known that you had made a lot of money. Early satellite years... That they would have came out of the woodwork. Yeah, so or I even, think the, good even the NEW days. NEW days, yeah. Those I, big contracts you guys had like before Sex of Sam, they would have saw that and go, all right, we're coming. Yeah, I, I believe I'm good now. That's when they would have popped up. Right. So, yeah, I think you're good. I remember I remember having sex with this girl in Rochester. She was a bit on the big side, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Some of the big ones are fun, right? Are yeah. Are we here to say? And then I remember, like, I, I was living in Buffalo, and then I came back to... Rochester, I don't know, a year later or whatever, and I saw her from afar with a baby carriage. And to every once in a while, every once in a while, I wonder. That's funny, man. I have a similar story. So I hook Do up, you really? I hook up with this waitress at one of the comedy clubs in Dallas. Six months later, I'm, I'm playing in Houston. And she goes, hey, I'm going to take, she texts me, I'm going to take the night off. Uh, I want to come down to Houston to see your show. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I'm thinking, man, what is she doing that for? And meanwhile, when I was with her, the condom broke. And I was drunk. Whoa. So I'm like, oh, fuck, man. She's coming down here to break me the news. Right. That she's pregnant. Because after that night, I'm in the morning. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. I can't believe that condom broke. I didn't even feel it. I was, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. She's making this trip. I'm, I'm all nervous. And she's texting me, I'm here. I'm like, who are you coming with? I'm here by myself. I'm like, that makes it even worse. <laughs> right. Because she, you know, she's coming with a girlfriend. I'm like, all right, maybe they just made a road trip. I'm like, oh, fucking, I got to do a show. And it's fucking, I got to, it's my first time at the club. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, and I'm all nervous. I'm like, fuck, this girl's going to break it me. And I look at, I go, where are you sitting? She goes, oh, right to the right of the stage. And I looked out the curtains out of the back backstage and I saw her. And this was probably, I don't know, whatever year it was, 2006 or something like that. She's sitting at the table with a drink and smoking a cigarette. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. yes. Smoking a cigarette, fucking drinking like this. I'm like, yes. Oh, my God, that's great. And then I wound up banging her that night. I was going to say, yeah. Of course. You want to? I really thought she was coming to break me the news. I got a story I've never told. Uh, You want to tell it? The Dallas girl? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me and Florentine, when I I had a few years there where I was single, and it turned out me and Florentine may have had some of the same, you know, girls here and there. And I was going down to Dallas, and uh, this one girl, teacher, right? I think she was a teacher. I think so, yeah. And uh, one thing led to another, and she invites me over to her her apartment. I'm down there for, like, uh, a few days. And uh, 
all she would do is talk about this fucking guy and want to play this fucking guy's comedy. That fucking guy would be Jim Florentine. Yeah, so when he gets back to her place, she just goes, you got to hear these prank calls. They're so funny. <laughs> and she's playing my prank calls to him. He's known me for 15 years. I don't give a fuck. I know these calls. This isn't what this is about. We're not on the... I don't give a shit. Oh, my God. Goes, I had to torture. I had to listen to your fucking calls for an hour Did she play Jim Florentine's uh, CDs while you were fucking her? I did. I did. I actually, it was sort of a turnoff, to be honest with you, because she was really obsessed with playing prank calls of Jim Florentine. I'm like, I know the fucking guy. <laughs> I know. Like, and that didn't I, even help move the she, ahead? It turned out, I think she was like sort of into uh, comedians, right? So I, I should be flattered because I, I made the list, but yeah, yeah, it, the I rumor so. was that she, you know, there's a local club down there and she kind of well, yeah, was I, really I, into comedy. I had to apologize per- to him. I got, I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I, I would have been annoyed too. And I, and you know, being a stupid guy filled with, uh, you know, cum, I'm like, oh, all right, I'll listen to a few of his calls. But then it was like, oh my God, yes, I know he's good. It was one after, and did you hear this? Yes, I've heard all of them. <laughs> And of course, I sold her the CDs. I mean, they were for free. <laughs> Did you sign them too? Probably. It was listening to Florentine CDs, and then I'm like, "All right, I gotta go. This was fun, or whatever." And then uh, I don't know if she was texting me or whatever, but she's like, "I want to pick you up tomorrow morning to, to go to my aunt's house for Greek food and have some olives." Oof! The Greeks love their olives. So she wanted you to, on within less than 24 hours of knowing you, she wanted you to meet the family. Oh, yeah. And then she wanted to take uh, me back to the airport. Isn't that freaky? Did that ever happen to you? No. Well, with anybody? Well, some, some of that. Sometimes with their friends. You know, they want to Friends are different. Friends. All these years being in the public eye, I, I only dipped into the stalker world very seldomly. When I first started radio, I did the drive-bys. You know, when you first start out in radio, you do a lot of weekend shifts, a lot of overnight shifts. And that's the that's the party uh, uh, shift. You know, everyone's drinking and stuff, and these girls get lonely, and they call the radio station because they, you know, they think your voice is okay. Although my voice was never good, and uh, you know, I, I was a kid. I would flirt with these girls, and then they would be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, what are you doing after your shift?" And it, I'm getting off the air at six in the morning. I'm like, "Where do you live?" This is all off air, obviously. And then she goes, "Well, I'll be at uh, I forget, but let's say the Seven Eleven, right?" Know? Oh, all right. What are you wearing? You know, well, I'll be wearing a blue whatever T-shirt and jeans, whatever. And I'm like, okay. So I, I, I would know what I'm looking for. And I would always say the wrong car. I, I used to drive a Honda Accord, but I'm like, ah, I'm in a Chevy pickup truck. All right. I might be there at 615, but I'm not really sure because I might have to go home. So I'm, I'm giving myself an out, you know. And then I would do the drive-by and see this fucking monster right yeah a monster in a giant blue shirt she failed to mention giant right she just said blue shirt probably in the snack aisle and she doesn't even know that i'm 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 pulling right up because it's radio i'm pulling right up to her she has no idea i'm five feet from her and then i go into 7-eleven make believe i'm just there to get whatever because she didn't know what you look like so there wasn't like pictures of you online it was no website way before social media she had no idea what you look no so it was great it was beautiful because she she let it all out there and i'm like okay you know all i had to say was the wrong car that the honda accord was next to her was actually me because she wasn't looking for the honda accord my friend went on a, a met this girl online this was years ago on a blind date that he didn't know what she looked like. She said she was hot or whatever. He drives from New Jersey all the way up to like Hartford, Connecticut. I don't know, like four hours or something in the car. He meets her. They were getting a hotel room. They already had a book. 
gets there like 4.30, sees her. She weighs like 300 pounds. Right. He's like, what do I do? I turn around. We, I already paid for the hotel where we go. So I just got completely hammered. He goes, I want to I wanna fucking her. It was disgusting. He goes, on the way home in the morning, I left first thing in the morning. I pulled over and cried. <laughs> it's the greatest story ever. I pulled over and cried. <laughs> That is wonderful, man. And I'm always scared to be with Florentine. That's why I ordered the beer before he got here. So he does, has no idea what was in my uh, my glass no, I have, today. I, I don't want anyone to feel guilty that, <laughs> that they, if they drink crap beers or whatever, they want this, that, or they like play fantasy football. I'm like, I just don't. Yeah. I don't want to be like, you know, I, I don't want people. People always go, I think of you before I put ketchup on my hamburger. I go, I don't want you to. I just don't like it. See, I'm the opposite, though. I was down in uh, Fort Lauderdale with Brother Louise, my mentor. And I had to meet him at a at a really nice Italian restaurant that a lot of gangsters go to down By the there. airport. Yeah. yeah I know that place. I get there, and I'm the opposite of you because I'll, I'll do ketchup on my hamburgers and steak and not even think twice. It used to drive Carl nuts. And uh, I ordered the, the, the foofiest of, of drinks at this place in front of a bunch of gangsters, and I lifted that shit up like, that's right, motherfuckers, I'm drinking this. It was a, it was a kind of uh, a reddish-pink slushy tequila drink, and they gave you a little spoon. Yeah. And I gobbled that down, and I ordered a second one. That's where I'm at, Florentine, that, as I'm trying to sell that. Because I'm like the polar opposite of you. I yeah, but it, it, yeah, I just don't want people to be. But like, if you can have a drink, why suffer? It's like they're drinking straight up tequila, and I'm looking at. It, I'm like, you're not enjoying that. I got, I got some nice sugar in my drink. I got some no, it's sweet. True. Straight up to tequila is nasty. Well, that's what they were drinking. But I guarantee, you know, the people that bitch about it at the table, I'm like, I know you want one. Just fucking get one. Put I it never, in a regular and glass. And it's it like, well, you. I, I don't care. Like if I'm drinking. Whatever, I'll just like, I, if someone doesn't like it, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, I was drink, eating grilled chicken like 25 years ago. Yeah. I started eating healthy, and all my friends would just bust my balls. Yeah. So we go out there, we're uh, grilled chicken, a piece of lettuce on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, I bet you, let me guess, no skin in the chicken? Yeah, no skin. And it would never bother me. I guess it's what I like to eat. You eat that, that's fine. I don't give a shit. And then why does it always have to go to, what are you, a fig? I'm like, no, yeah. I'm just trying to. It, ha- it always has I'm to. I'm just trying to live past the age of 45. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but now it, people, are, they're okay with the eating healthy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it, a fact. It, but I, but I really, I used to get abused by because I was always eating. Well, you, that shit. you comedians, that's what you're all about, man. If there's more than two of you, you know, if someone walks in with a, a shirt that's a little off, you're gonna beat them up. Even, for but a even half guys hour. I went to, you know, I've known since first. Oh, grade okay, the they do way. the same shit. Oh yeah, yeah. You right. just get, you know, bombarded. Do you think these cigars from Tim really are Cuban? No, they're not. They just get, there was a, you know, <laughs> there's a label on it that says. I got to ask Havana. the deli down the street. I'm sure had him. <laughs> I got to ask Matty Rock. Matty Rock would know. I will He's take a, a picture of this and ask Matty Rock. Should we get Gorillo on for one last thing? Gorillo, we're wrapping up. You got anything else? Yeah, man. Oh, you do? I, well, I always got something, brother. All right, what do you got? One last well, thing. Uh, well, you could uh, check me out on Twitter. On oh, I don't mean that. I oh, mean actual uh, content. Uh, what kind of content? <laughs> and then if you give me something. I got, I, I got my, what, what, what do you want to know, man? I got stories up the edge. You want to know how I saved Howard's life? So I, you know, do I, I have like, to say allegedly? No, it's not allegedly. It's 100% true. Really? Yeah. It, it was, uh, so I used to um, pick him up every morning. And it was, uh, it was 600 Madison, so there was two entrances. There was the one on the side where the garbage came in. Why did you pick him up? Where was well, Ronnie? I, 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 would, I would come early, yeah. and Ronnie would call me, and I'd go downstairs, and I'd... Well, that's not picking him up. You would well, just no, let him I in know, the I'd front door. I'd go down door. and let him in the building. Oh, okay. 
So That's a little different. So, you know, there was the front of the building and then there was the side entrance. And I was usually get there and make sure sometimes people there, they wanted autographs, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I'd get there and I'd tell Ronnie to either come in the front or the back. So I get there one day and I was like hungover from being at scores, of course. I got like two hours sleep, but I thought I was going to be late. I beat Ronnie there and there was a car sitting right in front of 600 Madison. So I went upstairs, Ronnie called and I said, yo, bring him around the back. And of course, you know, angry Ronnie was like, oh, Jesus Christ, we're just about to pull up. I was like, bring him around the back, Ronnie. There's somebody, there's a car parked in front. I don't know what the fuck. So you saw the car and you thought I saw the car be. and I made okay. the call. Go around and do, go to the back entrance. The, the big gate would come up. It was basically where they pick up the garbage. Yeah, or yeah. If a limo, a limo had to come in or something. And um, so now he, 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 he huffs and moans and now the gate goes up. And now whoever was in the car figured out that there was two entrances and they were standing on the corner. So now the, the limo pulls up and Howard gets out and the guy in the corner goes, Howard Stern, you motherfucker, I'm gonna fucking kill you! And he starts running full speed towards Howard and me and Ronnie. <clears throat> Howard was like a deer in the headlights, just stared there like, didn't know what to do. I grabbed Howard and now there was the gate and then there was the door to get in the building after you get past that yeah, long yeah. thing. So I grab Howard and I say, run! And I push him towards the door. And as I get to the door, right before I shut the door, Ronnie sort of catches the guy as the gate went, because I was screaming to the security guard at the same time, shut the gate! Shut the <laughs> fucking gate! Oh and Ronnie grabs the guy as the gate's still going down. So I don't know if the guy got away from Ronnie or anything. So I'm holding the door. And I'm like, Howard, just get in the fucking elevator. Get out of here! And so Howard's like, uh, 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 and... Did his he runs, fall he off? runs, he runs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think it might have still been his hair at the time. Uh, so he runs, and then I hold the door until I hear the gate go down, and I kind of peek, and Ronnie had stopped the guy at the gate. And now I get to the hallway, and fucking Howard's sitting there with his fucking gun out. And he's like, oh. I was like, yo, put that away. Put it away. We got him. He's outside. He goes, oh, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? I was like, Howard, I don't know. That's why I told Ronnie to come in on the side entrance. And we go upstairs, and we're both, like, shaking. And we got into the door, I think, to K-Rock. And he was like, shit, Ronnie. I go, fuck, Ronnie. So now at that point, like, there used to be the marshals used to, like, hang out. That, that was their spot. They'd get coffee. They'd start the day. The marshals used to park on the corner. Yeah. Maybe to watch Howard. or that's, That was their, their starting point. So... I come downstairs to check on Ronnie. The marshal's got the guy in handcuffs with a shotgun on top of the car and like come 12 on. shells come laid on. out. Swear to God. He lived in Albany. Howard just got canceled in Albany and he was so mad that Howard did nothing to do to fight him getting canceled that he was going to kill him. He was mad that Howard wasn't on the radio yeah, in Albany Yeah, but the Howard didn't fight because he got canceled right. in Albany. Did, did this make the papers? At the time? It was very quiet. It was very quiet. Like all, I, all we got was. Uh, well, you you didn't see him take the shotgun out. No, I didn't know he had a shot. But if Howard would have pulled up to but the front Ronnie, of the building, then Ronnie didn't have a gun on him. That would stop I, I, him. I, well, no, but gun? it doesn't make a difference. If I would have didn't tell him to go on the side of the building yeah. that day, that he, if he would have pulled in, the, the shotgun was in the front seat. Right. So he wouldn't have had much. He didn't like. He had that moment where do I run back and get the shotgun, or do I just attack Howard by myself? The okay. car was too far away. Right. So, but if Howard would have pulled in the front that day, he would have. 
had the shotgun on his lap and probably would have fucking blown oh, him okay. away. Oh, okay, the shotgun was still in the car. The stalker was in the him. car. Okay, he didn't right. have it outside the car. And the stalker was expecting you guys to go in the front door. Yes. Yes, he was expecting. So if I didn't tell Ronnie to come around the back way that day, things might be a little different. There, what there's if still- he would have missed? The guy. Well, then we, yeah, things would have been kind of different. There, uh, <laughs> there is an extra step there where the, maybe the guy was thinking all this, but in the end, maybe well, have, no one's going to know. All, all, all we'll I can tell right. you is the guy had a loaded shotgun in the front seat of the car and was waiting for Howard to pull up to the radio station. Wow. And I had to testify in front of a grand jury. Wow, it went that. Yeah. Why was this so quiet? I don't think this. Well, ever, because because you don't want to get out. people. You don't want to inspire people. Yeah, of course. So, um, so whatever happened to the guy? Oh, well, he was, uh, obviously, there was uh, a lot of, you know how much the cops love Howard. So the, that guy was in the tombs for a very long time. Um, uh, he disappeared. He, he got sentenced to the full extent of the law. Um, he, you know, was dead, done everything. Well, you know, whoever, however that, however how that works, no one ever heard from the guy again. Have you ever told this story before? Oh, you I have. think I Gorillas. think this, wow. I think I saw this on a Law and Order uh, yeah. criminal intent. I think it. I, I think the Fisher Stevens was the host and Ken Dasha was the uh, Ken w- Dasha. <laughs> oh my God! Was the, was the, the producer? Past. But now Grillo, because I've shadowed talent before. You let you just pushed Howard in the elevator and went back for Ronnie. I, I once we got upstairs and I knew Howard was safe inside that plastic, you know, inside the K Rock. Security. I went back down to make sure Ronnie was okay. That's the, what you sent an intern for. Your job is to stay with the talent until the cops get there. You know, and you're no, supposed you to jump in front of the bullet. Yeah. I, I, you know what? To be honest with you, I, I I would have jumped in front of the bullet without without question. Now, now uh, I ended up sitting technically in Howard's seat when he left K Rock, and David Lee Roth failed, and then they came back to get me and Anthony to try to save K Rock. Yeah. After they hurt our career for two years and three months, now they like us again because they needed us. And uh, in that big studio that you've been in a million times, they, they said that he had that well, giant... Well, was that 40 was 57th? This was at 600 Madison. They said they, uh, that giant window in that studio, we, we opened up, or maybe David Lee Roth opened up, and they said, yeah, it has a gorgeous view, but Howard would not allow uh, that window to, to, to not be covered because he was scared of people maybe doing yeah, some well, shit. Uh, you know, he, I was there personally when oh, I... Oh, so this, is, this wasn't at... Well, I guess you're talking about 40. Mine was at 600 Madison. But at 40 West 57th Street, I didn't even know that they had windows there because everything was closed in. Oh, wait. But you've been in that studio. Yeah, I was there the first day. They have a giant, gorgeous window. I I had no idea. And, uh, I mean, some of the old timers told uh, told us that uh, Howard had that all covered because he was so paranoid. He's a lot better now. But, like, there were points where, like, we just had to go around the corner from Sony because we were going to see a movie screening. And there was too much traffic to take the limo, and we had to walk like what was it, two, three blocks? And he was just like, oh, oh, oh. "The guy's looking at me. Who is he?" You know, like he was like, you know, because he said a lot of crazy shit on the air, pissed people off. Yeah. And people, a, they either get overexcited when they see him, or they want to go, "Hey, fuck you, you stupid big nose motherfucker!" You know. Uh, and he doesn't like confrontation outside his comfort zone, and like who doesn't? Uh, and uh, he basically. Um, he was, but now apparently he's a lot more at ease in the public. But back when I was there, this is at the height of his uh, "fuck you, well, I'm going to say what I want" rock star, yeah, rock yeah, star yeah. kind of attitude. 
Um, it was walking down the block was uh, an issue, and plus, not for nothing, he's six foot five right. with long hair and a big nose. He's walking down the block. People just see <laughs> him. <laughs> Nobody like he, he, you well, look no, up, and, and it's like you can't, you know. Yeah. And then also, you know, the, if you that bring a gun, you bring thrillers, a gun in New York way. City, yeah. you, you get three years in jail, like Plaxico sure. Burris. Sure. sure. So there's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot less guns now. Well, that's a hell of a story, Gorillo. I want to thank Tim Florentine. This was absolutely awesome. Thanks, Yeah, buddy. man, thanks. Really appreciate it. And, and thanks to Matt from uh, Get Parts and, of course, Robert from, uh, well, Robert, my friend. Let's just put it that Robert way. Robert from Opie Radio. There you go. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. 